Okay, guys, today's uh, topic is um, titled Rehoboth, and it's the same title that we'll probably use tomorrow, Rehoboth. Uh, I referred to Rehoboth long ago, but one of the things I said in January when we were talking about Shekinah was uh, when we asked God, why, oh God, are you using Acts 29 to revive the earth or to bring revival across the nations of the earth, his reply was, for the last 15 years, through thick and thin, you have lived out Genesis 26:80. Like Isaac, you have dug again the wells which were dug in the days of his father Abraham, but had been clogged up by the Philistines after Abraham's death. And Isaac renamed them using the original names his father had given them. And that was one of the things God said, uh, had him uh, choose us. That every time uh, over the last 15 years, one of the things he's noticed is the world may be shutting down ancient wells because it's not trendy or because their theology changes or because things are not happening. But he said every time an ancient well has been clogged up by the Philistines, you, Acts 29, have gone up and dug those wells again and kept the, those waters fresh. And therefore, I find you trustworthy to use as I begin to revive the earth or send a revival across the earth. That is what he said. And so I want to read Genesis 26, 18 onwards. But one of the things um, that I need to say and you need to also cultivate as a leader is that part of a leader's job is to locate the church in the seasons and the kairos of God. Part of a leader's job. Part of a leader's job. And it, uh, you could be the leader of a family of four or two or three or a leader of a small group or a church or a house church. Part of a leader's job. Part of a leader's job is to locate his or her people, his or her people, in the kairos or fluid seasons of God. And so that's something I want to do today because it is my responsibility to do it. So this teaching is basically to try and help you see the kairos of the season that we are in, to locate ourselves in it, so that how we go forward from here is uh, easier. Because once you know where you are, then you know which way to travel. So I'm going to read Genesis 28, 18 to 25. That's the first thing cops ask you, eh? When your car is stalled or when you've noticed something, first thing they ask you is, what crossroads are you on? They try to locate you. Once they locate you, from there on they can give you directions. So this is where we are located, so we know what lies ahead and where we are at. Genesis chapter 28, sorry, Genesis chapter 26, 18 to 25. Genesis chapter 26, 18 to 25. And I'll start at 17. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, 
which the Philistines had stuffed up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there, but the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Essek because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one too, so he named it Sitna. He moved from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said to him, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent, and there his servants dug a well. So, here's where we are at. Here's where we are. He went from there. He went from there. And who's this he? This he is now us. Acts 29 and all who are with us in different parts of the world. I like it. Acts 29 plus. He went from there and dug yet another well. But there was no fighting, but I'm taking it from different versions, but there was no fighting, no contest, no, uh, can we have it at this time, can we have it at that time? There was no fighting over this one. There was no fighting over this one. There was no fighting over this one, so he named it Rehoboth. So he named it Rehoboth, which basically means wide open spaces. Wide open spaces. saying, and this is so important, saying saying now God now God has made room now God has made room for us and given us now God has made room for us and has given us plenty plenty of space plenty of space to spread out Plenty of space to spread out 
plenty of space to spread out and we shall be fruitful in the land. This is where we are at, guys. If you're listening to what I'm saying, deliberately choose to take a pen or a paper or your phone and write this down. Not so that you remember it. Write it down so that you, 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 you're actually doing something about a word from heaven to the church. That is how weighty this is. This is why I said I may not be able to convey what God is wanting to do or what God is saying. I may not be able to convey it. I'm just trying to capture this, this gift that God has given us and it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind that we are getting a place that we have not built, wells that we have not dug, vineyards we haven't planted. I do not understand really. I was why is there no dust? Why are there no cobwebs? Why is there everything so clean? Why hasn't nothing been removed? What is it, O oh God, that you're doing? How is it even possible, O oh God? All our lives, in the last 16 years, we've been in warehouses, coffee shops, restaurants, um, uh, shop fronts. We've had to work hard to build a space. We've had to sand down walls, put soundproofing, face the neighbor's ire, not find parking, make adjustments, apply for time slots, adjust. Right from 2006 on till today, we, we've always found it very natural to do that. We thought it was normal. And then in a matter of 36 hours, oh God, how do you pull off something like this? Is anything too difficult for you? Why is it that the amount doesn't frighten us? Why doesn't frighten Heidi? When I made a suggestion financially, she said, no, Jacob, if this is God, then he will provide. And so we suddenly take our eyes off this premise. It's only a property. We, we've done well with our property. We have done well with our churchy premises. So it's not about the premise. The premise is just a symbol. A symbol of what? A symbol of not just a geographical relocation. A symbol of not just ancient doors being opened. But it is a symbol of something else you're doing, Father. And I really believe one of the things you're doing is bringing us to this well called Rehoboth. And that is why this is so weighty, Holy Spirit. And that is why you must convey it because I cannot. I'm scared to despise this. I'm scared to complain about it. Because it is holy and precious. Not the premise. It's only a building of stucco and wood and concrete. No. That is just a symbolic gift that says so much more about what you're really up to. And never have you ever used Acts 29 for itself. You've always used it for the nations. So here you are again setting us up. 
Therefore then, this scripture suddenly takes on so much weight that for the next 6 to 12 months, we must carry it well on our shoulders because it will literally be like the government of God. And what do you mean by that? If God is saying, this is something I want you to do, and if we can carry it on our shoulders well, not carry the weight of it, carry it well, then, the, then what happens is God is able to govern well from amongst the people because they believe him. God is able to govern well in the area that he appoints a people to because they carry it well. They believe him. So let's go over it again. He went from there. Acts 29 went from there. From where? From uh, Right now it's, uh, first let's start with this idea of geographical location. So we were at 6075 Inverness and we went from there and we dug yet another well. But there was no fighting or contest over this one. So they named it Rehoboth. Rehoboth means wide open spaces. And this was what was said. And this is more important than the geographical change. It is this that we have to focus on. Because this is the spiritual kairos or relocation or season or time or change that is upon us, that is already upon us. Which is partly why there will be no inaugural service at that place on the 18th Sunday. We'll go into that Sunday just carrying this, that space in, in a sense, it doesn't have to be inaugurated. So on Sunday when we go in there on the 18th, there won't be some great speech and some ribbon cutting. There'll be a ribbon cutting in my office. But other than that, there won't be any other ribbon cutting. It'll be very ordinary. It'll be just like ordinary, uh, extraordinary Sundays that we always have. And Saturdays and maybe Fridays and Thursdays. God knows. But this is what we need to focus on. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can taste it. Look at what it says. Now God has made room for us and given us plenty of space to spread out and we shall be fruitful in the land. Just absorb it. Marinate in it. You'll have to spend time on this. Now. Now. Not tomorrow. Not day after. Now. And it'll be now for the next 12 months and more. Now, who? God, God, God of the universe. God has done what? Made room. That's the whole idea of Rehoboth. He has made room as in he has created space, as in he has created a broad place to stand, even on a mountain. I love driving to Banff because I always see a mountain goat. And this blooming thing will stand at a... 50 degree angle as if it's the most comfortable place to stand because somehow it finds a broad place. God will give me broad places to stand on really uh, dangerous ground. Now God has made room. Made room. He has made room. For whom? For us. Not for one person. For us. For a people. It's always his style. And he has given us Given us, not will give us, given us. There must be a Jericho-like attitude. God has already given us Jericho. Therefore, Jericho is shut up because they know that God has already given Jericho into our hands. He has given us what? Plenty. 
Not little bit, plenty of space. God has given us plenty of space. To do what? To spread out. And don't for a moment think I understand all of it. But I will. God has given us plenty of space to spread out. And we shall be fruitful in the land. You don't know, over the last um, uh, two weeks, I've received, uh, no, the last five days, I've received uh, more than a few scriptures sent by people uh, talking about how we will, and I am a fruitful tree, and that we will have orchards that will be fruitful. And all this was before the scripture, eh? Um, just to say that God repeats things over and over again. We shall be fruitful in the land. I'll leave it at that because I don't know enough to break down the whole thing as much as I need to. That is something you need to understand. We shall be fruitful in the land. We shall be fruitful in the land. Here's a strange thing though, though guys. No, I'll tell you about the strange thing a little way later. So Isaac finally finds an undisputed well. And he knows that, okay, he can prosper here. There's no opposition. He's unhindered. He can branch out to the north, south, east, and west. Don't, don't, do, uh, guys, don't quit on me yet. Eh? I'll keep this really short. I'll actually finish in 10 minutes because I don't have much to say today except what I'm saying. So don't quit on me yet. Don't get distracted. Not don't quit on me yet. Don't quit on me. So, one, it's an undisputed well. As in, it's completely owned by Isaac, and in this case, Acts 29. It'll be a time to prosper. Guys, this is important. When a people, when a people are given this, then individually you begin to function like this too. This is when I feel bad for the ones who will not listen to this message deliberately. Not because they lack time, not because uh, they had other things to do. All those are really valid things because if I was uh, not a pastor, I wouldn't be able to listen to every message that goes out. I'd, but this is when I feel bad when people don't listen to something because they're not interested. That I really feel bad for because they'll never catch it, never get to participate in the promise of God. That I feel bad about. It was an undisputed well. Isaac knew he would prosper. You know what the Bible says? During a time of famine, Isaac prospered and became really wealthy. I don't know what prosperity looks like to you and what prosperity you're looking for at present, but take advantage of the next 12 months. Is this the prosperity gospel? No, it's a promise. There'll be, you will not be hindered by opposition, will not be hindered by opposition, will not be hindered by opposition. There's a great time to branch out. There's a great time to branch out to the north, east, west, and south. Oh, let's... Keep it simple and go north, south, east, and west. 
This is a great time to branch out. And whatever branch out means to you, you can check. And uh, uh, there'll be a sense of unstoppability during this time. Unstoppability. It's like something that's now gathered momentum. And even if you apply the brakes, it'll be 110 meters before it comes to a standstill. One of the things uh, Jane sent me earlier today was that we are out of the wilderness and into our inheritance. And uh, that's the way of looking at it. It's, it's a day when... Uh, it's almost this sense, eh? There is something else that's waiting, but we've already entered. So it's only a matter of time. There is a promise waiting, and I'll just briefly touch on it. But if this is what inheritance looks like, we have entered. God will show us how, uh, I mean, um, Sheldon briefly touched on it when he was, um, um, when he was sobbing his way through that song he was making up. Um, he briefly touched on this, um, where we'll discover new ways to make room for his presence. We will discover new ways to make room for his presence. We will discover new ways to make room for his presence. It'll be so liberating for many people across the earth. So liberating. Discover new ways to make room for his presence, to make room for his mission, to make room for his purpose, new ways. And whatever applies to a people applies to individuals in the people. So I'm looking forward to this. Things will emerge, things will sprout. Remember these words, guys. He's, he has made room, plenty of space, given, now, fruitful. Think of these words. Take advantage of these 12 months. That's why I don't want to waste a Sunday doing an inauguration or whatever things happen on a Sunday when you go into a new space. Don't want to waste a, the 365 days goes pretty fast, man. We're already almost at July 17th. So, so, he, 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 I, I wish you could understand how, how unhindered our progress will be.
Can we conclude? He's in this amazing place called Rehoboth. Who wants to leave this place? But the very next verse, without explanation, Isaac moved to Beersheba. So now let me redraw that picture. I said promise. Beersheba. Rehoboth. Without any explanation. So if you go to verse... Um, 22. Look, look at what it says in 22 and then see what it happens in 23. He moved from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth saying, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish or be fruitful in this land. And then the very next verse, from there he went up to Beersheba. Without any explanation, the next verse says Isaac moved to Beersheba, even though this would be such a cool place to live in. He moves to Beersheba and it says he went up to Beersheba and whenever you use went up in that sense it's an expression which is always used of motion towards the land of promise. It's always used in that sense. Jesus went up to or David went up to or Samuel went up to. There's always a sense of okay there is another destination that I'm finally supposed to settle in and this is not it. So we won't fall in love with the premise. We will be good stewards of the premise. Because we don't know what awaits next. We don't know whether we are supposed to park there and Sheldon is supposed to buy that plot of land so that we live there happily forever. Or whether we are supposed to have... I mean, for all you know, Sheldon and Jane may want to raise uh, Phoebe there. They went up to Beersheba, an expression which is always used of motion towards the land of promise. But here's the thing, guys. It's in Beersheba that the Lord appears to him on the night of his arrival and he confirms a promise given to Abraham. And I'm looking forward to that. So as much as I'm going to be absolutely thrilled with what happens here. Now what's going to happen there, Jacob? Well, based on what God is saying, he has made room for us and given us plenty of space to spread out and we shall be fruitful in this land for at least 12 to 16 months. So you're talking about August, September, October, November, almost till December 2022. We're going to have plenty of room, plenty of space, be fruitful, spread out. We're going to branch out. We will not be hindered. There'll be very little opposition. If there is opposition, it's easily overcome. It'll be undisputed It'll we'll prosper, it'll there'll be a sense of unstoppability, and we will discover new ways to make room for his presence, mission, and purpose. My God, you really want to leave that space after a promise you've received? Yes. Why? Because there's another promise that awaits me in a place called Beersheba. And what is that promise? And the promise says, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants and they will become a great nation. That is what I'm looking to. Where now we will have children who will become a great nation and will completely change the way Christianity and the kingdom is done on earth. That is where God is taking us, see? 
And so Beersheba awaits, but you cannot get there without going through Rehoboth. And the strange thing at Beersheba is Abraham, oh, sorry, Isaac builds an altar. And after Isaac builds an altar, he digs a, while he's building an altar, his servants are digging a well. This well-altar connection, we've got to figure out. We will do, it that, do that in the future. And may this time be a time of ridiculous joy. Please capitalize on the next 12 to 16 months. Isaac means laughter. Don't get serious because there are pews and because uh, Sheldon is playing the organ. So just learn to be Learn to be joyful over the next 12 to 16 months. Joyful. Last thing I want to say, um, and this is, just a, uh, a, this is just something that um, happened after I finished the teaching is, guys, over the last two, three years, we've saved a lot of money because our rent was low and uh, our people were super generous and God blessed us. As in you were super generous, God blessed us, our rents and, uh, um, were low. So we've, we've got money in the bank and uh, we don't have to uh, struggle uh, with regard to the rent and stuff like that like we used to at Main Street. At Main Street for those two storefronts we were paying 5,000 bucks. And every month we didn't know how the rent would be met. Because we were a very small group of people, eh? Like if you think we are small now, imagine what really small looks like. Like on a good day, 25 people used to turn up. Now it's 35, but you see the big difference. The, the point is this, guys. Uh, at that time it was a struggle, and right now it is not. And so... What I'm going to say has nothing to do with money or costs. But one of the things I felt God saying is, as you enter this new phase of your inheritance, practice Deuteronomy 26, 1 to 11. As you enter this new phase of your inheritance, practice Deuteronomy 26, 1 to 11. And I'm going to read that out. And I'm, then I'll just tell you what I'm suggesting and then we can leave it at that. Um, so Deuteronomy 26, 1 to 11. When you have entered the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land the Lord your God is giving you and put them in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name and say to the priest in the office at the time, Oh, there's an office there too! And say to the priest in the office at the time, <laughs> I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our forefathers to give us. The priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians mistreated us and made us suffer, putting us to hard labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place 
and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, O Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. And you and the Levites and the aliens among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given you and your household. So what I, will, I would suggest is um, whatever you think you want to place before God, do it between July 11th and July 18th. And then Acts 29 will take first fruits from that and give it to a church that is either starting or in need. First fruits is not percentage. So it's not that we'll take 10% and give it to someone. We may take 80%, 60%, 90%. It's completely up to you. So even what you give is completely up to you. It can be five bucks, it can be a thousand bucks. Doesn't matter. It's our recognition of this new place that God has brought us into. Not so much geographically, but more spiritually. And then we'll take from that and we will give it to either another church that is just starting or another church that needs it. My heart says another church that is just starting. So we give a portion of that to a church that is starting. For he has blessed us and now we get to be a source of blessing to someone else. So between July 11th and 18th, do it. Put, it, put, put a line in the memo saying Rehoboth. Um, or if you're writing a check, just put Rehoboth in the memo. Uh, however, if you, uh, whatever, and if you f- don't know how to spell Rehoboth, um, read Genesis 26 and it'll all work out. That's what I want to say today. Um, I don't I, Which song? I know we have to sing a song. One of them is give thanks to the Lord, my God and King. His love endures forever. Hi. That's one. Is there another song where you step from one phase into another? Anything where we step from one stage to the other? Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. No, this time you will have to come and play. (laughs) I ain't doing it on my own. Shall we go there playing? Let's go. Okay. Let's go that 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 way.
How tall am I? Yeah, not very tall. Do you have the words on the TV by any chance? Sorry, Phoebe is <laughs> distracting everybody. <laughs> oh dear.
everyone. Ciao for now. See you tomorrow.